Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. It's a pleasure to be with you. We are going to explore the five reasons we need boutique senior living in our investment portfolios before the next crash and how to not let inflation eat our money. Brandon Schwab has been a serial entrepreneur since the age of 15. He brings 20 years of operating experience to Shepherd Premier Senior Living, where he started and runs a fund to change the senior living industry from big box to boutique cozy homes. So, Brandon, take us into the show and share a memorable experience with us. So, I was 15 years old and I was in a class and I had to pick a company to talk on. And I opened up a first company when I was about 15 years old, cleaning cars and also for, and I ended up doing that for about 14 years. But at the end of that, that whole time, I thought that I was able to own something, right? And at the end of that, I found out that I didn't own anything. And I figured out quickly that I was in a industry that at the end of it, I didn't own any assets. And the whole time I thought that, so I owned something, but at the end of it, I found out that I have to get into just purchase assets that are able to, to earn us money and to focus on only being able to do that. So that, I think it was an early on thing that happened, but I had to have that happen to kind of open up the eyes because at the end of 14, I tried to put it up for sale and I didn't find anyone that was interested in it because they could go open up their own company mm-hmm. easily for 500 to $2,000 where I said, you know, I just wasted 14 years of my life being taught how to operate a company. But at the end of the day, I was in a company that didn't have assets back behind it. So that taught me going forward, only do things going forward that you can put time and effort in, but to have an actual tangible asset back behind or don't do it. Good advice there. Well, and you were fortunate to learn that at a relatively young age there. So I wouldn't say those uh, those 14 years were lost years. <laughs> uh, many experiences came from that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, first uh, of all, just first of all, tell us what is boutique senior living? Well, so boutique, that is a part of the industry caring for the elderly that is in a cozy homes that are going to have 10 to about 20 people in each home. Okay. Typically, people think of the industry, they think of like these huge 100 to 200 type places, right? That isn't us. I only do cozy homes that have 10 people to about 20 people in it too. That's it. I don't do anything under that and I don't do anything over that. The whole point is that if you've had a person in their own home for 40, 50, 80 years, it's easier for them to go to a actual home to a huge 200,000 foot type place. Like, And that is our whole 
focus. I found anything under about 10 people per home, it's hard to cover the overhead. Mm-hmm. And I think the typical operator that owns these type cozy homes, they typically have a healthcare type past and they are going to own a home or two, but they're in there every two have to take care of everything personally. I mm-hmm. don't have a health care past, so I have to hire people who are awesome at it. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be expensive. So I have to have 10 because if I have 10 people in each house paying us 5,500 to 5,800 each month, that is 55 to $58,000 each month, right? With expenses of 30 to 32,000, we can earn cash on a per um, house basis to cover everything, right? That's how I chose to open up everything that I'm able to do. Mm-hmm. 10 to about 20 beds. Plus I've been in the other places that have um, 100 to 200 plus beds. Do you know that the average care person has to give care to 20 to 30 on average? That causes odor. That causes a, let's call it an un, a so not so kind type of atmosphere that people are all asking for help. Mm-hmm. I had to go through that and I had our person in our family who was 85. He was in a place with 200 beds. He had to have help. We pulled the pull cord and it took him 25 just to even build, get in there. And, mm-hmm. and I exploded. This is mm-hmm. terrible. I absolutely just hated the overall industry because it isn't a awesome atmosphere, right? So mm-hmm. fast forward about 10 years after that experience, I got exposed to a five. It was a home down in Florida that cared for the elderly down there, but it was, they had a, a they had a, about five people per home and this home was awesome. And I said, what is this place? So that's kind of how I was able to get into it and how this is totally all of our homes. We have every person offering the care has to care for five to eight compared to about 20 to 30 people. So the ratio is, is one elderly, I mean, five elderly to one Yes, caretaker. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's, yes. That's that, a totally mm-hmm. different atmosphere yeah, than if for you sure. have to, to take care of about 20 to 30. Is that is that 24-7, the care? That is so one to five from 7 a.m. till about 10 p.m. And then in the evening time, I will go up to a caregiver every about 10 people. Okay. Just because people aren't typically up in the evening time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, yeah, a lot we could get into here, but do you uh, <laughs> you say that senior living is the top commercial asset class for the last ten years, and it was coming out of two thousand and eight. It was still in that top uh, commercial class throughout that downturn. How can that be? It seems to me like the overhead would just be astronomical. So, how is all that working? So this industry over if you think about the 2008 the 2008 so I crash you know the people that are in all of our homes they are going to have older funds where they aren't counting on anything that is able to happen today to take care of everything that they have to do so after the 2008 crash you know everything else got hit pretty hard where our industry didn't get changed too much right because they are older people that have funds who are older that didn't hurt them 
fast forward to today, the thing that's interesting is if you compare the top asset classes, I feel like everyone talks on the elder asset classes probably beyond talking on this particular asset class. I feel that this asset class is the the top one because each person that are in these houses are paying five to eight thousand each month compared to a, a typical tenant that's paying a about twelve hundred for a total house. Feel like the so like multi family over the, I think the past five years has people talk on it often, but I feel like every person's in it. And as everyone's in it, the costs are able to go up, 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 up. And the overall ROIs add on the other end go down, 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 down. I keep hearing people purchasing the apartment buildings for a 3% cap rate. How can you earn dollars if you're paying a 3% cap? That is insane. Where our industry is outperforming that, our 10 a place for us that has 10 people in it. Our EX, our expense is about 65% and I earn about 35%. So point being is a place that has 10 people in it total, that is going to outperform a 24 unit apartment building about five times each month. But people aren't talking on our asset class. They keep talking on everything else because, because everyone else is in it. But if you tend to follow everyone else, then you tend to have to put up with everyone else. This is a asset class that if you are going to um, look at the elderly that are able to turn of age every day, it is 10,000 turning 65 every day and 4,500 are turning 85 every day. If everything the past two years has that taught you anything, that the healthcare in our country today, barely kept up with everything the past two years, right? Just picture when there is thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands who are older have to have care and there isn't anyone to offer the care. Or if the only option that they have is to go to a place that has the care giver to every 20 to about 30 people, that isn't good. They aren't going to put up with that. So if you think about how Uber changed the taxi industry, all that I think they did is they had an I they had a very good option here and they figured out how to use the apps to change the whole industry. I feel like our industry is going to change because all of us are um, using apps. We are also using technology to actually care to offer people awesome care. I feel like if you have a huge 200 bed type building, they've got an absolute ton of overhead, right? The top thing that all of those guys do is they cut the care team because it is going to be- Cuts their expenses, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you were able to cut that, then you offer terrible care. Mm -hmm. And if you offer, if you don't offer awesome care, then people are going to come after you afterwards because you didn't offer, like it isn't a very good plan. I feel like the taxi cab industry, they didn't keep up with things. In order to call one, all you had to do is just put your hand up and go taxi, right? That is pretty ancient, right? Taxi, come on. 
But today now, people can call a car by going boop, 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 done. People are able to come to you. I feel like that has to happen here. I feel like the industry caring for the elderly in this in this country, how they do it today is terrible. It has to be totally turned totally upside down because how they offer care today just can't be. It just can't it just can't be. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean I mean that's not just the elderly. I mean being in in the healthcare profession as a psychiatrist or a psychologist, it's just deplorable. The I mean most of our mental health uh, care is taken care of through the prison system. I think mm. about 80% of inmates are diagnosed uh, with mental illnesses. And uh, so, as a country, we have just decided that that's where we're going to warehouse the mentally ill. I mean, that's just one example, but the elderly are in the same situation. So, mm-hmm. the, the question that I have here is, and I guess the one thing that concerns me about the boutique aspect of this is that 5500 to 8000 a month, that is out of the range of the majority of elderly, because the majority are on Social Security, and the average, I think, uh, Social Security payment is something like a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a month. So you're looking at a a pretty privileged class, and what concerns me about that is is that the wealth divide in this country is not declining; it is continuing to increase. So there's going to be fewer and fewer elderly who can afford these boutiques. So talk to that aspect of the industry. So I haven't found that to be a total issue. The typical person who's able to come into our homes is 80 to 85 years old. They have a hundred to $200,000 cash or in, they have it in different forms of either investments that, but also they have an asset, which is their old home that they typically own free and clear. It's in it. Back in the day, they could have purchased it for ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Where today they get to put it up for sale for two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. So finding people that have cash actually isn't the hard part, really. And compared to everything else that's out there, it is a pretty easy close if you have to offer a person here. I think your first option is either um, 100 to 200 type beds where the person offering care is going to take care of 20 to 30 total people, or you can go to a home that's five to 8,000 feet that those people take care of five to eight people. That's a pretty, that's a pretty easy sale. Particularly during COVID, things that happened during COVID weren't the best things for the industry. For the huge places where people had issues, they passed and they ended up piling people. Like those things are not good for the overall industry, but it is pushing people towards these cozier type homes than I think they have before all of this happened. Well, yeah, I like I like the the concept there. And yes, if a person has owned their home uh, for 30, 40 years, they certainly are going to have a, a great deal of equity in a ton of generous equity. Yep. equity. Yeah. Unless they've been refinancing to support their children. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and then if that has happened, then those kids ought to take awesome care of them. But yeah. a thing that has happened, I think in our country, about 34% of our country's homes are owned free and clear. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of people that are out there. And as I open up a home that it has 10 to about 15 people in it, 
to get 10 to 15 people to find awesome care is actually pretty easy when there is our typical town will have 10 to 12 percent of their total population is going to be of age mm-hmm. and and our average target towns have populations of 25 to about 45,000 people so i've got a target audience of you know 2500 to about 4000 people mm-hmm. where that's easy to find about 10 to 15 total people is there any particular area of the country that is more conducive to this than others yes that's a very good thing to ask cuz uh, down in florida there's 1800 of these homes that are 15 or under california has 2800 arizona has 3000 Texas mm. has 15,000. Mm. Okay. So those are all good areas. Those are, those are all easy areas for people to open. Right. But the challenge is, is if you do it there, there's tons of other people doing it. So the cost that um, you can charge is able to go down mm-hmm. by 10, 15 to up to about 20%. The mm-hmm. place that the place that I'm from, there's only 55 of them here. Mm-hmm. So I go 55 in the state. Um, yes, sir. And and what state are you in? You're in the Midwest, but well, I am about an hour from Chicago. Uh-huh. So I have got homes in Harvard, Crystal Lake, Bull Valley. All of these type towns are in our out of the city. But I'll tell you the average household incomes are eighty to eighty five thousand dollars. The homes you're purchasing? No, the areas that I will purchase homes, I think the average house that I'll buy is about 500000 mm-hmm. I'll put about 500000 into it, but the average household income in the area is, is about eighty to eighty-five. Oh, okay. Oh, income. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got you there. So uh, cash flow, you're putting a million into it. Uh, how long do you have to wait for cash flow? From dirt to diapers is about 12 to 18. So that tells you from the time that I am able to purchase it to the time that I am able to offer care is about 12 to about 18 so like months total. Mm-hmm. That's how I've done it for the past eight years, right? Fast forward from today on, COVID has changed things for us where I can actually bring in and I open up a fund this year and that fund is is geared to bringing in cash of about 25 and, mm-hmm. and we are going to use that particular capital to go purchase portfolios of homes. Mm-hmm. A thing that I'm finding is post-COVID, COVID has changed things where some of the operators that thought that they could get into things easily and earn tons of money, they found that they aren't doing very good right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you get in with the whole purpose just to earn cash, you aren't going to do awesome here. If you were able to get in to truly offer, if you can offer awesome care, totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm finding that I can pool together capital from investors and I can go purchase these portfolios that have current occupancies of 50 to 80 mm-hmm. at a 20 per, a 20% to a 40% off because I offer cash to, to close quickly. Mm-hmm. Quite a few of these operators during COVID are, they are able to have some issues. And if I can give them an easy option to get out, I can get a huge cash upfront off price because I can close quickly. So these are homes that are in operation. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Are those easy to find or, or? When I've been doing it for eight years, people call us. So mm-hmm. those are pretty easy places to find. And there's plenty of operators that, that got in thinking that it would be easy. And they are able to find out that COVID changed their thought process on it. Like it was a, it was a very tough time. So for us to come in to bring in capital here, our average house for 10 people with our cost of living going up, our average bed right now is about 6,000 each month times 10. That's $60,000 of income each month. And our expenses used to be 28 to about $30,000. Today now, our expenses have gone up to like 35000 to like 37000 per house. Mm-hmm. But these houses are clearing over 20000 each month. That isn't an asset class that's typically out there because people don't think of if you have a home that you can earn 20000 each month. The thing for us is we are buying a whole portfolio of them, mm-hmm. tons of them, two, three, four type homes and adding to our current homes that I have up in operational. I've got five homes up in operational. I've got two homes that are opening, and then I've got 7.2 acres of land that we are going to build a, about five homes on, right? Mm. And those are things that if I can go purchase other operators that are having a hard time at a 20 to a 40 off, we can we are able to add things quicker. So our aim by the end of mm-hmm. 2022 is to have 30 homes. So you're putting about five homes on on one area there. So you're going to have a senior community. I would think that that's going to reduce your costs and you can offer more services like valet services, vans, different things like that. So a thing that is also good is that as you add extra homes, the overhead of the is going to be put out by, if you have a overhead of about $500,000 and if you put that over five homes, that is pretty expensive, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have overhead of 700,000 over 30 homes, it's totally different, mm-hmm. right? For sure, yeah. That's how this is able to get back. Are these things as, they don't operate as well if you have two, three, four, five, because you have the overhead that has to be taken care of. But if you have 10, 15, 20, 30 homes, you can take the overhead over all of those mm-hmm. homes, and then it's sure. a totally different thing. Well, that sounds wonderful. Well, Brandon, tell our viewers and listeners what you have to offer, how they can get in touch with you to take advantage of it. So if you have folks who are interested in parking capital into a type of asset class to care for the elderly, to help them, and to also earn a very good so IRR over the 85 percent inflation and also have assets that are going to be underneath that this is the top asset class after the 2008 crash i would tell you to have them call the office the office can answer anything that they have and they can talk to our team and find out if talking to us to put in capital here is good they can call the office at 847 380 
It is 847-380-8624. Correct? Um, yes, sir. There okay. you go. Um, that's probably the easiest way. Just to be upfront, if if they are interested in our fund, our fund is a 506C. So that is for a... And a cre- accredited investors? Accredited investors only. Yes. Yep. Okay. So that isn't for everybody, but that fund there is going to purchase 24 homes per year for five years. So at the end of five years, we're going to have 120 homes. And the investment there is protected by a first place on the homes because we Mm -hmm. pay up, we close quickly, but I'll give you a first place on the asset. So that's probably best if a person's interested to to play some capital. If any person's interested in opening up any of these homes, I could probably help them. I did come up with an 85-page book. If you were able to call our office and and ask for an 85-page book and tell us that you were able to hear us on this call right here, they are able to take care of that for you. I used to charge $2,000 for that. I have turned down any opportunities to help people open, but I, I can give them this as a cool offer, but only if you tell us that you heard this on this call. Okay, doke. I will tell you that it's hard to open up this business. So if you have capital, it could be easier just to park capital here and um, have us do it. But if you are interested to be able to do it yourself, I can also help you as well. Just call our office and ask for the 85-page book. And that is free of charge only if you are able to tell us that you heard us on this call. Terrific. We'll have that information in the show notes as well. Brandon, it's been a delight, wonderful conversation, interesting things you have going on there, and uh, really commend you for the work that you're doing there with the elderly. Thank Thanks you. for being with us. And right, sir. Enlightened investors, delightful to be with you again today. I look forward to being with you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.